0: Good evening, Red Sox Nation. It was going to be a pretty somber podcast tonight, but thanks to Dustin Pedroia, the laser show, we were able to salvage a split in Anaheim with the Angels. We're going to talk about the past week. We're going to talk about trades and we're going to talk about the rest of the home, uh, excuse me, the road trip, all tonight on Red Sox Wrap 360 you're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion. After Buzz TV, and now let the buzz
1: begin. <laughs> oh,
0: baby! Woo! Coming into a little major laser. Not because Malia Obama saw him at Lollapalooza this week, but because the laser show hit the biggest home run for the Red Sox this season, potentially the biggest hit for the Red Sox this season. Could be a season saver, could be a manager saving job saver, Mm -hmm. if that is grammatically correct. Welcome to another edition of Red Sox Rap 360. Thanks for tuning in and hanging in with us alongside the biggest Rick Porcello fan currently inhabiting the North Hollywood area, Ben Faye. I am Mike Conley. <laughs> Welcome, gang. It, it was going to be so sad, a start to this road trip, but thank God for... He's not quite the captain yet, but I think he will be next year once Poppy retires. They just didn't want to really... You know, give him the captainship over Poppy, but I think he will be the captain next year. And the laser show with the big three-run shot in the ninth to give the Red Sox a big win. I mean, you were there. Which is obvious. As evidence. You, that's evidence. I mean, <laughs> with his, his Angel's <laughs> umbrella hat. I mean, you walking into the the, the the you know, the turnstiles and they give you that. I mean, it's almost like the the Cubs fans throwing back home run balls, even though like more fans do that now, they copycat the Cubs fans. But like you should have just taken that and just gronk spiked it right no. in front of the Usher yeah. and had that splinter in pieces. <laughs>
1: you know it was great because there were so many Red sox fans there today um you know it kind of it looks like it's actually a full stadium of angels fans you know on days like today but there was a ton of Red Sox fans I'm glad I didn't throw it away because it was hot <laughs> I mean we were we were up there sitting top deck today and uh, you know as soon as the as soon as the sun comes over the edge uh, all of a sudden everybody's busting out the umbrella hats and um, anyways even
0: sox fans had the umbrella hats on
1: Oh, yeah, everybody's rocking the umbrella hats, you need to. It's like 90 degrees out.
0: Yeah, all right, <laughs> Flip. That wasn't quite the gronk spike I was after, but hey, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> so, I mean, Petey might have not been uh, there to rip that seed had not John Farrell came out in the fourth and saved him from getting ejected on a third strike call. Kind of a high strike. Rumor has a PZ said. Uh, PD said, "I'm five seven. I, w- I would have had a jump to hit that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: I would need a trampoline to, a hit, trampoline that ball. to yeah. hit that. That's
0: right. That's right. That's awesome. So, That's classic so
1: yeah, and then Farrell comes out, and he, of course, is going out there to make sure that PD doesn't get kicked out of the game because he can see he's pretty fired up. Um, and I think he had struck out a couple times previous to that. Uh, to that, so he was, you know, he was already amped to begin with. Good move by him. Uh, Good move by Farrell on two counts. One, saves Petey so that he gets the eventual game-winning three-run home run in the ninth inning. Secondly, so that Farrell gets back into the locker room and somebody else can manage the game for the Red Sox. Oh, wow. (laughs)
0: Wow. Even when he does good, he's getting tased. That's amazing, dude. I mean, uh... Wow, you don't think he saved his job at least for the rest of the season after today?
1: I'm just kidding. I'm just is kidding. is he going to make the season? I mean that. I mean that was one of the best plays that he that he made this season. I think. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you look at it, he won the game off that play. So. it was
0: probably just a case of him just being super frustrated. And he's like, I'm going to get run. Yeah, I'm just going to have an early day. Yep. you know, sit sit in the the hot tub and uh, watch uh, the rest of the game. But, yeah,
1: and and literally, I'm I'm up there watching this game up until the eighth inning. You know anticipating that I'm going to come on tonight and talk about that one in six weeks. So, Oof. you know, I think, uh, you know, throughout the game, it was a grind, right? You know, we had right out there. We knew that we had a chance to win it. Um, but we just, the offense couldn't get going today. Just didn't get going until the very end of the game. Yeah.
0: And you know what happens when the Red Sox offense doesn't get going? They lose. They lose. They lose. In games where they score less than five runs... They are eight and thirty-three. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And in games where they score less than four runs, two and twenty nine. Ooh. Yeah. So Petey, that was his you know, that was his second career go ahead home run in the ninth inning. And oddly enough, his last one came off Houston Street in two thousand ten.
1: Okay. Is that crazy?
0: there you go it's crazy just dropping a little knowledge (laughs) on the audience of the red sox wrap 360 there no big deal no big deal um so hopefully this is that kind of win that kind of shifts the scripts a little bit because i mean they really limped out of that last homestand i mean dropping three straight to the tigers the tigers are a good team and they are like starting to play good baseball, so I understand that. But at home, dropping three to anyone is very sad, and you know, that makes it a losing road trip four and five. It's like coming into this home, uh, this road trip, I was just like, uh, oh, oh, but at least they got the split today, thanks to Petey.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely a rough week, and especially when we started talking about it last week, we knew that this was going into a rather tough stretch of the season for us. Um I I forget the exact numbers like 40 something out of 60 something games on the away. We got a couple 11 game road uh series. So, yeah, definitely not the way that we wanted to start it uh, at least at the beginning of the week, but you know, getting a little salvage work at the end.
0: And just the ridiculous stretch with no days off. Like I
1: mean, yeah. like yeah, a yeah.
0: three three city trip this week and they play all 7 days. It's like it's insane. Well, yeah. not three city, but you yeah. know, Tuesday. But it's That's rough. It's rough. I yeah. mean, the plane. I forget it was like twenty three out of the next twenty four days. Off. They're in the midst of that type of junk.
1: Yeah. But uh, and so I know you don't like looking at the standings, but even... no,
0: I do. It's July
1: thirty. I <laughs> oh, only okay. look at it
0: on August first.
1: Okay, okay. So we're gonna go so one day can... earlier. Okay.
0: Let's stop talking some standings.
1: So you know, obviously, and I'm, I'm taking another page out of Mike's book here again. Woo. Even after such a potentially dismal week we're still in the wild card spot we're still within fighting distance of winning a division but all is not so rosy because now we have kind of let the tigers in on the wild card window do you foresee them making a run at it cuz right now they're a game behind us for the wild card
0: they are i mean i'm still like you know eyes forward yeah not eyes back you know in fact, I just started looking at the standings. I'm excited that what, we're we a game and a half back now yep. of both Baltimore and Toronto uh, now, right? Uh, so we have to leap two teams in order to get that. Toronto's kind of making their move. But Baltimore's win over them today, I believe, puts Baltimore in first uh,
1: by a half game. Yeah, Toronto lost today.
0: Yeah, to, yep. two Baltimore. So yep. that was a...
1: Uh, yep, that's right. Somebody's
0: got to win out we'll Let those. them feed up together. on each other. You exactly, know? exactly. But somebody's got to lose too. So that's good. Um... You know, so so that puts the Red Sox at fifty-seven and forty-six right now. Is that pretty, good. Pretty, pretty
1: good, pretty good. Not
0: bad, not bad. Um, you know, hopefully they can come through this road trip. Uh, you know, at least five hundred, if not better. So we got what well, we got. Seven more games. You know, on this one, so it would be nice to maybe pick up four of those. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a little unsung hero today. Uh. Con- uh Very common whipping boy in this very here program. But Mr. Clay Buckholz. Oh,
1: there you go. Three scoreless innings out of the pen today. Yep. What do you think? Well, I mean... Ship them? Still ship (laughs) them? Let's get that value up a little bit (laughs) so we can at least get something for him. right? All right, right. we've got
0: mm, about uh, eight hours to get some value up.
1: Yeah, so... I mean that that's twelve that's, hours. That's the most value that we're going to get out of him uh, is is in that relief role. Fifteen I hours. I don't foresee anybody buying into him being a starter again this season. Uh, but uh, people
0: haven't quiet. Really, it, believe me. It's, that it just goes to show you how starting pitching is so poor out there that people have been asking. And so I asked you that. You would trade him, obviously, right? I would, Somewhere, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, if somebody like the Royals was interested.
0: What if somebody like the Toronto Blue Jays was interested?
1: Well, then that would be a little bit of a, a little too situation. close to home, right? Yeah.
0: And I was going to lump in Baltimore with that. But Baltimore today, uh, this afternoon, picked up uh, former Red Sox Wade Miley. Yep. So it looks like they're probably out of the market for starting pitching. But, yep. yeah, I mean, I'd be like... You know, apprehensive team, trade him in the AL, you know, not only
1: just the AL East, but that not would the really East. hurt going yeah. up against him later and it just having be, him turn it around. I it would, just would be so mad. just
0: the motivation <laughs> he would need, yeah, in order to just make us taste it <laughs> later Ugh. in the season.
1: Yeah, I don't want to see that. Oof, uh, you know, who else actually played pretty well? Um, you know, David Wright pitched really really well today, and he also made... David Wright, did we acquire him? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And he's spinning it. That's great. It's good. I mean, he can't play
0: third base anymore, so he might as well come back. Yeah. Maybe Steven can help out his <laughs> lost cousin. Teach him a little knuckle <laughs> Extend his contract. Sorry about that. No, no worries. Uh, Extend his contract, yeah.
1: excuse me. Our buddy Cy Wright um, making some early plays at the plate today. He had that one play where uh, Hannigan went to uh, tag out, I forget who it was, that was running by Escobar. Escobar misses the plate and Hannigan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then he goes to chase him down and forgets the ball at home plate. And, you know, old Wright's got his eyes open at all times. And he thinks, "Mm, maybe I should just go get that ball and make sure that this guy gets tagged out. Absolutely. Um, So, I, I mean, I don't think he saw that. Escobar missed, uh, but you know he saw Hannigan
0: frantically running after him with his empty glove. Yeah, and was like, "Okay, I better tag this dude." And with, then with the
1: ball, and then later on, uh, he had the wild pitch, struck a guy out, uh, uh, and then the guy from third uh, tried to score. I forget who it was again, but you know, right there when he might needed have been to be.
0: Cole Calhoun on that one.
1: Right, right there where he needed to be. So a couple, a couple plays in that first inning that we you might not think about, but. Yeah. Good good gameplay uh good game saving plays there. I
0: wonder if there's ever been a time where there's been two plays to the plate in the first inning with the pitcher registering the put out on both of them.
1: Yeah. You know, huh.
0: maybe one of our listeners that listens uh, to us live <laughs> will yeah. Hit you up on the old Twitter and let us know with some uh, research on that. What is your Twitter, by the way?
1: Yeah, if you want to reach out to me, you can reach out at Benny Frickin' Jam. Boom.
0: Let him know how awesome he looks in the Angels umbrella hat. Yes. Well, just talk some baseball. uh, You know, let us know something we should uh, research and talk about on the show. You know, or just, you know, say, hey. Ben and Mike, you guys are the most handsome guys doing a Red Sox podcast in North Hollywood.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, don't do, don't do that because we get that all the time. Give us something that's new. true.
0: That's just straight up pandering. Um, yeah, and it was good to see, kind of like Stephen Wright. He got rocky, but then like kind of settled down after the first couple innings, and it was good to see because. He hasn't been that great lately, yeah you know I mean he got, got rocked early earlier this week. week, no question, and that was his worst start uh for the sox and but even though he's like was like four and one in his last six starts before that it was because the the team was like scoring a lot of runs for him it was because he was pitching that well so hopefully this kind of gets him back on track he obviously did not go the W today that one went to your boy clay
1: any uh any merit to the Stephen Wright can't pitch well on hot, humid days. Theory. I thought it was
0: rainy days. Rainy days.
1: I think it's like hot and humid now too. We're hurting. I mean, mean, he pitched. He pitched pretty well today, and it was hot. I mean, I I mean that means the sun was intense.
0: That means the uh, it's going to be nice in October. For uh, the knuckleball. Yeah. Provided there's no precipitation. There you go. Knock wood. (laughs) Hello. So, yeah, Stephen Wright was all right. Uh, You know, uh, it was just, um, I mean, you know, Mookie doing his thing. Two more hits. You know, no big deal. Xander. Just turned into a power hitter. He yeah. had like three bombs this week. So yeah. now after his, uh, he because he went back to back with Peter today. So that's his fourteenth on the year. That's a new career high. Uh, he set the new career a couple of games ago with thirteen. But uh, so yeah, it's fourteen. Mm, yeah. Like
1: so to see that
0: it is nice. It is nice to see. It's nice to see the Red Sox with four guys over three hundred too, mm-hmm. and they're all the top four hitters in their lineup. How are you? So yeah, I mean. You you got you gotta love that. Okay. And we're glowing. We're glowing. We we love what happened today. That being said, what a heartbreaker in the first game of the series Thursday night, two to one. I mean, David Price, you know, I was so excited watching that game. I'm like, oh, D Price finally turning into D price, and what a time to make it happen on a three-game skid. First out of a long road trip, mm-hmm. boom, make it happen, and yeah. he, he did. You know, he—I mean, he was a super shutdown. Gave up seven hits, but scattered them. You know, I, I was pulling for him to come out in the ninth. You know, and just say, "Hey, Skip, I'm going out there. Yeah. I don't care if I'm at 109 pitches. Okay, yeah. I make one million per start. I—that mm-hmm. means my pitch count is 140. You know, but." It, it was sad to see them blow that and the way they did it with Hanley, you know, finally turning back into a pumpkin at first base and just you know, yeah, it's just unfortunate, gunning
1: and, it. And especially after you guys were talking about him last week about, you know, how well he did and his three-home run game. And, mm. and I think actually you probably didn't get this news in time, but he was AL Player of the Week last week. Um, and then he goes and turns around, and for all you guys that didn't see it, that's kind of how the game ended. Nava ended up hitting a chopper to Hanley. And uh, he ended up overthrowing home plate, and unfortunately that's kind of the way the game ended.
0: Yeah, do you know what uh, Daniel Nava got for such a, such a great play on his pot? He got designated for assignment two days later. Ouch. Ooh, that hurts. That Oof. hurts. But uh, oddly enough, David Price was the first Red Sox pitcher to throw at least eight scoreless innings and lose. The Last one to do that? matt young back in 91 Mm. you remember matt young i don't think that was his no hitter. i think that was 92
1: but that's unfortunate
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: because i feel like that that we've been talking about that with david price all year where when he does pitch good we just don't get him any run support for him to get the w Mm. well he's also got shelled he's gotten shelled but you know
0: yeah also, the Angels, that was their first two to one win on a walk-off era when scoring two runs in the ninth since opening day nineteen eighty-four. You want to venture a guess as to who they were playing that day?
1: It couldn't it couldn't be. Take a guess. <laughs>
0: what show is this?
1: That's right. It was the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where Bob Boone hit a ground to the short and Jackie Gutierrez aml it first. And two former Red Sox, Juan Beniquez and oh
1: yeah, <laughs> wow, you, Freddie went... Lynn. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. you were oh, you no. were going deep on the stats today.
0: I'm just bringing it.
1: Today. Okay, you know, okay. there's only
0: two of us. You know, we don't have old Denny Boy or Kev Boy here to carry us, so I had to get some stats. But Freddie Lynn and Angels uniform, it just it still makes you shudder. Yeah, you know. Not as much as my generation is shutters from like seeing Dewey in an O's uniform, but nevertheless, still a shadow. Mm. Um But it was good to see, you know, uh, David Price. You know, we talked about Stephen Wrights. You know, pretty good performance. But Stephen uh, David Price was a very good performance. Followed the very next day by another very good performance by your boy Rick Porcello. Take it away, Ben.
1: Yeah, I uh, left a couple comments for you on the YouTube video. I'm Ooh, not sure if you saw those, Oof. but I laid it into you guys a little bit. Uh, I follow us live. A couple uh, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, we were talking about who the pitcher we would want to go into Game Seven of the World Series if it was raining, <laughs> <laughs> because I think we probably all would go with right if it weren't, but right. um, and if it also wasn't hot, humid, yeah. but. You guys all went with Price. We did. Yeah. We did. And I, I went with Porcillo, who happens to be now in a tie for the uh, top, uh, the most wins in the AL at this point. Uh, major with, leagues. Major leagues. With, and, and the major leagues. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so.
0: You want to tell me who he's tied with?
1: I know that he's tied with Sale and Tillman from the AL, and then I'm not sure who uh, from the NL. No. Steven Strasburg. Strasburg. That's right. And there's another one, too.
0: Of those four guys, can you tell me what the difference is? One of those things is not like the other. Can you can you tell me what that is?
1: And uh, Hap too from the Blue Jays. Hap. Ooh.
0: Oh, is he at fourteen now? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, I don't think J A, A. made the all stars, but I think all those other guys did besides uh yeah. Ricky P. Yeah. But that's all right. Stay under the radar. Mm. Stay under the mm-hmm. radar. Mm-hmm. You know, Morristown's finest. We'll just, just keep on keep on plugging, keep on chugging.
1: So are you ready to change your mind then? Uh well, I mean I think it's
0: just kind of fun things to talk about here. Yeah. Still okay. with the calendar in July, but you know, soon to be turn to august because i mean it's really just like who's pitching well at that particular time so hopefully all these guys get clicking and we can start winning some uh some low scoring games you know because uh we've obviously been a a team that's powered by the offense to this point Mm -hmm. um just, I mean, do we oof. let's let's talk some trades? Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to go back to that. Well, why don't series.
1: you? Uh, why don't you just talk about how some of our trades did end up panning out in the form of Mister Pomeranz? Mister Pomeranz. Uh, he kind of did okay on Saturday. Didn't end up getting the win, uh, uh, and then he also looked okay He looked pretty term. good on Monday. He did. Um, But, unfortunately, he ran up into the buzzsaw that is Justin Verlander. So, that's rough. Um, That must have been really weird for Dombrowski, watching that game, because he's the one who signed Verlander to a seven-year, $180 million contract.
0: That's Dave Dombrowski, for everybody listening. (laughs) And then... I speak Faye.
1: And then he also was the one who obviously brought Pomeranz into the mix. So watching how those two pitchers square off was probably really interesting for him, probably giving himself a little pat on the back for, uh, for that one, but kind of in the wrong sense of things, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was kind of hoping he was turning a corner with that early week. Um, a start he had, mm-hmm. you know, cause he was really good in that one. He was six innings pitched, only gave up two earned runs, uh, You know, four hits, seven case, two walks. His two runs he gave up, former Red Sox.
1: Iglesias, Iglesias, yeah, I
0: Two run bomb. And it wasn't a cheapie either. It was a bomb. Yeah. It was an absolute bomb. Yeah. And crazy enough, in that series, that Tiger series, former Red Sox Salty, Iglesias, and Victor Martinez combined to go 14 for 29. Ouch. With a homer, six runs, and nine ribbies. Why can't we get plays like that? I you think know, we got to uh, from Bob Lobel.
1: I think we got Heath Hembery out of that deal for Iglesias at some Heath point.
0: Heath we. I mean, and he
1: just got the, he just got the option back to AAA as well.
0: Eh, we're probably going to see something from Heath. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I guess when you when you look at it all the ways, it kind of factored out to that. But we actually got in the Iglesias trade, so three team trade. We got Peavy. Right. Who we later traded for Hembry.
1: Right, And I think right.
0: some other bullpen arm that we probably don't have anymore. Hey, text Benny freaking Jam. Let us know what that other bullpen arm was.
1: Yeah, there was some crazy chain of events that kind of relates all those, but mm. I couldn't tell you. I didn't write it down.
0: Yeah, Justin Verlander is just, you know, he's resurrected. You know, he, oh. he was kind of left for dead, but now he's kind of yeah shaping up. Mm-hmm. Um, the the hitting didn't do uh, Pomerantz any any uh, favors that day. Two for ten with runners in scoring position, with eleven runners left on base. Pretty hard. Youch. Yeah. The uh, the real heartbreaker in that series, and there was a few of them. Uh, that nine eight loss in the second game where Wright got rocked. Mm-hmm. The bats showed up. Poppy had a bomb. It's twenty yep. fifth. So did JBJ. his sixteenth. But Poppy did ground into two double plays, including one to end the game, when he was the winning run. Yep, that was sad. Yep. Mm.
1: I mean, we can't. I guess we can't expect him to be superhuman for the entire season, can we?
0: <sighs>
1: he's got to He is forty. Yeah, he's got to have these lulls. But yeah. as
0: long as, like you know, his lulls to this point has been like you know, like a week. You know, which or is shadowed no by big
1: deal. Mookie or Xander or somebody going off, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or your boy Sandy. Sandy, you know he catched for right on uh, Tuesday. I thought that was really interesting. Do you know why that well, happened? Well, Hannigan
0: was dinged up. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was. He was something. They didn't put him on the DL, but there yeah. was something wrong with him. I think it maybe have been a, a flu or something like that. Okay. Um, another heartbreaker in that the the finale to that a four three loss to the Tigers. On when uh, Miggy hit that home run yeah. in the ninth, yeah, that went off the top of the fence. Jeez, it's like if that's a night game, Mookie catches that, you know, <laughs> yeah. if he's not battling those late afternoon yep. Fenway sunshine, yep, boom, that's in the glove. But I'll tell you what, that Fulmer kid who pitched for the Tigers, uh, very impressive. Mm-hmm. He went, he went 7.2, three runs, seven hits, three K's, no walks. It doesn't really blow your skirt up that much, but he is a rookie and he was very like economical with his pitching, which is like something the Red Sox could use, especially in a young pitcher. Yep. Um that's the guy they got from the Inglesias trade off the Mets last year. So uh mm-hmm. Erod wasn't horrible in that one. He went, yeah. you know, five and a third, gave up three runs, but you know socks didn't really come that one for seven with runners in scoring position in on that one. PD and yeah. X both went deep in that one as well.
1: Yeah, I guess that that wasn't a that wasn't a terrible outing by Erod. He only went six innings, but again, like we kind of knew there's five and a third. We knew there's going to be ups and downs here, uh, and you know, a quick stint in in the minors to fix some tip off isn't going to magically change him into. That being said, he An has all-star. looked pretty good he since he's come back. So yeah, d- so.
0: definitely good enough to be a four starter on this team, no question. So yeah. we just need old Drew Pomeranz to kind of get with the program and start uh, getting people out too. I agree. And you know, there was some good things to see in that that second outing, and even some in the third outing. He just wasn't that consistent, but he has a fil- pretty filthy curveball. Yeah. Uh, so that Tiger sweep—that's the first time the uh, Sox have been swept all year, and they were the last team to be swept. In Major League Baseball, wow, pretty good, huh? Okay, I really, okay. I'm really bringing that, that makes this week. me
1: feel a little bit better about being swept. Yeah, in I mean, some weird way. At least we kind of <laughs> held out,
0: <laughs> yeah. you know. Until then,
1: so yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But okay, yeah. So, what do you think? Are they done? Because <laughs> the Red Sox brass wrote this week. I don't know if you saw him down in Anaheim, but well, was, apparently they know, were all yeah. cooped up in a old radio booth behind home plate, just kind of like. Spinning their mustaches and hatching plans on how to get this team over the top so we can win one more for the
1: poppy. Yeah, I was sitting in the suite next to them, so I didn't get a chance to talk to them. Oh, got that.
0: Nice. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, you were up in Kanye's suite.
1: Yeah, well, AfterBuzz TV sponsored my suite this afternoon. (laughs) Yes, the AfterBuzz
0: suite down in
1: Anaheim. If
0: you haven't seen
1: it, it's
0: because it doesn't exist. (laughs) But, you know, it's
1: all good. Yep. -huh well yeah I mean look it's it's uh it was a tough week and again I'm gonna take a page out of your book and say not all the hope is lost here um, still definitely in a situation where we're you know we're in good position for the playoffs unfortunately some of the really strong teams got even stronger this week in the form of you know the Cubs getting stronger the Indians getting stronger that hurts uh, I think those are probably the two world series favorites at this point and they both seriously bolstered their bullpens with uh getting chapman and then also getting miller from the yankees yeah that's pretty crazy yeah and we kind of talked about what
0: the evil empire was going to do and you know hopefully we were hoping the Steinbrenners would just kind of muddle up uh, brian cashman's plans seen and how Brian Cashman is the smartest baseball man over there. But unfortunately, I think they kind of let him do what he wanted to do. And they have just totally replenished their farm system in two trades.
1: What a year to be a seller.
0: And like, in you know, also not to be overlooked, they made some kind of under-the-radar acquisitions. They get back Adam Warren in that Cubs deal for Chapman, a guy that wasn't pitching very well for the Cubs but was very effective for the Yankees for a few years. And, in, in, you know, it was kind of in that seventh inning role, which he'll probably slide right back into. They also kind of picked up uh, Tyler Clippard off the D-backs, a guy that's had some success in the past, hasn't been having that good a year. Could be done. Who knows? But not bad for them, you know? So yeah. now, like, they still kind of have a potentially a, – a eight and nine lockdown and potentially a seven, eight and nine though lockdown if uh Clipper can pan out. So uh, I hate to see it. So here's and the they s- have like been winning games and they're yeah. like what around five hundred now? Yeah. A little over Oof.
1: Well here's the situation that is the situation. it kind of looks to me is that now all of a sudden uh a lot of the trades have been going down. A lot of those players who we've been kind of eyeing and talking about over the past couple of weeks have already been traded. Right. So mm-hmm. and, and not and not trade it for cheap either. Like we're going to have to make some serious uh, concessions out of our our prospects in order to get some big names going forward. Right. And now here's the deal. Now, all of a sudden, the Yankees have such a bolstered farm system. They're going to probably be shooing us out of a, a possible sale deal as well, because I could see them being buyers with the amount of prospects that they have to Oof. offer. Oof. And leave it to the Yankees to snatch somebody like him right out of our grasp. If if we even could or would put together a package to get him,
0: it, I don't think they would do. I mean, if they they might make a run at him in the off season, but I don't see them doing it by you know mm. one Eastern tomorrow uh, on one Eastern Monday on okay. August first. But you know, I think. Unless of course the Steinbrenners has made Cashman do that because that would seem like you know a move they would make. But it seems like anybody doing it now would think they have a shot at yeah. this season, and that I don't think realistically the Yankees think they do, especially mm-hmm. having that fire sale in the back of that bullpen because that was like the one kind of strong thing they had going for them, and yeah. it was like that was that's the reason why they're around five hundred. Yeah. If they didn't have those three guys, they'd probably be sitting about ten games under. You know, yeah. So, but. You know, do you think so, Sale's going to be moved? I, uh, I kind of think he's not going to be moved.
1: Man, I think it's going to take a lot. Yeah, Would, do, I, I don't. I honestly, I don't think the Red Sox are are going to be in the market for dumping all the prospects. It's going to take to get him.
0: And I I, I, I wouldn't want them to be either. Like you know? the
1: cost is just continuing to go up. I, I think that the Red Sox were going to try to play it out and see if maybe there was a chance they could scoop him up last minute for you know a steal or kind of go under the radar, but. Yeah. It's not looking like that.
0: You know what I would like to see is, you know, I, I kind of I like Robbie Ross. I mean, he's okay, but I like him a lot better as our second best left hander out of the pen, mm. as opposed to our first best left hander out of the pen. So if they can like swing a deal for like a a Boone Logan off the Rockies or a or a, a Will Smith off the Brewers, mm-hmm. I actually would take probably Will Smith more because I think it'll cost less because he's not having that good a season. But I still think he's a good pitcher. I think he, they could help, and you know, just to give uh, you know Farrell another lefty down there to kind of play around with, because you know, not that big a Tommy Lane fan, so it would be nice to bolster right. that. And you know, it might be somewhat of a cost-effective move as a, as opposed to getting into that starting pitcher market, um, you know, which is just yeah, but, outlandish right now. I mean, to get somebody like Sale or Sunny Gray, it's just going to be too much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another guy that we were eyeing this week, uh, Jonathan Lucroy. Um, yeah, we got him. He that ended Lucro, up get, that's and, crazy. Uh, but well, so he got traded in the uh to the Indians, and then he vetoed it, right? Or did he end up getting traded? Uh, no, he vetoed it because yeah. so they where were does that on him? His,
0: uh, probably still a Brewer, although the Mets are probably back in the mix now. Yep. Even they look like they were out of this. Still, still teams trying to get at him. Mm-hmm. Um, so. They'd like to move him, but I guess he went to Cleveland and was like, "Okay, I'll I won't void it if you if you void my option year because he's got a team option next year for like five and a half million, which is like grossly underpaying him, and he wanted to be a free agent, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously, and uh, or he asked them to like give him a bump up in that option year, and I guess they said no to both of those, so. Hmm. He said no to coming to Cleveland. I'm like, but it's Believeland. They just got a title in basketball. Why wouldn't you go there? Not to mention the fact they have a sick starting staff. So yeah, we shall see. We shall see.
1: Yeah. So uh, the other name I heard thrown out there today was uh, Carlos Beltran. And I think you, uh, you said you kind of, I don't know. I don't know if that fits either. I think well we're in he's like a three de- or he's definitely gonna race get moved
0: he's definitely gonna get moved
1: yeah
0: uh you know he's a free agent at the end of the season and he's still raking and he's a switch switchhead all right yeah so he can still hit he can help a club I just don't really want to make a trade with the Yankees I mean, yeah you know so I'm I'm hoping he goes NL but I think that, that there's you know, he could be a good D8, but he could still play a little outfield. He's he's not that horrible out there. He could still play a little outfield, so wouldn't be surprised if he ends up with an NL team. Maybe the, maybe the Dodgers get in on that, although they're trying to get Jay Bruce. What other rumors have you heard out there?
1: Well, I don't really care to discuss any of them because I think that the Red Sox are not going to make any trades. Uh, okay. And here's why. Ben Attendee has started playing left field.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that leads me to believe that uh, we're maybe done playing games with the uh, uh, switcheroo between Holt and you know maybe Chris Young coming back at some point and you know whoever else we've trotted out there Swihart and all the rest and maybe ben, maybe it's Ben attendee's chance to see if he's the one who is going to kind of lead us into the the rest of the season but again he might not even show up for you know another couple weeks either. Um, might
0: be not up till the september 1st uh trading deadline yeah the uh excuse me the the
1: call up to yeah. roster
0: expansion um it's funny you bring up chris young he he's been traveling with the team and things are getting better with him uh and supposedly once we get back home for the next home stand, he was going to start a rehab okay uh that's that's the talk on the street uh Swihart, not so much. Farrell said he's not out of the woods yet. Yeah. So it seems like a while on him. Uh, Craig Kimbrell threw 17 pitches for the Paw Sox on Saturday. Uh, so he c- could be back with the team in Seattle as early as tomorrow.
1: That was a quick recovery. Monday. It that was, was like under the... three
0: weeks. They said three was the minimum, and it's been under three weeks. Okay, yeah. So. I
1: heard like three to six weeks from some people. I heard like five to eight weeks from other people. Yeah. So. I don't know. Those are like tricky injuries to deal with. I mean, like it's a minor surgery, but, you know, anything can happen when you're doing surgery. So yeah. but I, that's that's great news. I would I would just caution like not to rush him back because I mean, true. what's an extra week to make sure that, that knee is solid and ready to go?
0: Absolutely. I, I, I totally compare. we're going to need
1: him down the stretch big time.
0: I mean, is there any truth to the rumor that redheads heal faster could, due to the, uh, <laughs> the the fiery tempers and the alcoholism? No? I don't think no, so. No? Okay. All right. Just checking. Just checking. Uh,
1: but that's so Kimbrel, you know? Like, earlier in the season when he got bombed and then he said, oh, I'm pitching tomorrow night. I don't care what the score is. You know? That's totally him where, no, my knee is fine. I'm ready for my rehab starts. Like, I'm ready for the call-up. I don't know. Hmm. I, I just I like that I like that attitude, but at the same time I hope that the doctors exercise caution.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I that being said, you know, all wins count whether they're in August or September. You yep, know. Yeah. So we kinda need him back in there.
1: The other thing that I read about was Oman Kata. Yoan. Yoan. I love him. He is looking jacked. Uh, I don't know if you saw that picture he's always of him been in the jacked. weight room. Gosh, been he's a man already. Um, so, you know, we got word earlier this week that there is no plans uh, on Moncada leaving second base. And then, what do I see? But before the pregame this week, I think it was two days ago, he was taking reps at third base. It so... We're hearing it from both ends here. Um, you know, they're saying one thing and then they're doing something else.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that if that transition to the outfield occurs, um, it's going to be probably Ben Attendi has shipped in a deal. Uh, but, and that could be in the next 12 hours. That, yeah, g- more than likely maybe in the offseason if it does happen. Uh, if he makes a run and a Chris Sale or, or a Juan Fernandez in the offseason. Uh, but, yeah, I mean I, that's not surprising to me because one of the kids they traded for Hill Kid Rio was the second baseman at at Portland mm-hmm. He's doing pretty good. So, it just seems like he slides in there easy and like, you know, that's a big jump, you know. Don't you know, you you point to Mookie Betts at how easily he made the transition from second base to the outfield, but and you know, Brock Holt too, but you know, Mookie's special. And yeah. Brock's just a Swiss army knife. Right. So but uh yeah, one thing about Mookie and one thing about the Red Sox, something we've been lauding uh them uh this year for their base running. And they still are a terrific base running team, but Mookie picked off twice this week. Yeah. Should we be concerned?
1: Uh I wouldn't be I think but, it was just a bad read. You know, Sandy got picked off uh on uh I think it was earlier this week. Hmm. Heading home, so that was a rough one. I mean, that was more of, like, a, a great throw, but...
0: Oh, yeah, that's not a pickoff. That's just thrown out of the plate. Right. It was two outs. You had to send them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that Saturday loss was a tough one. I mean, the, pump, the Sox weren't there. They were 1 for 10 with runners in scoring position, 11 left on base. So, yeah. you know, and then Xander made that, like, play on that high bouncer where he tried to barehand it.
1: Yeah. He yeah. totally
0: could have gloved that, you know. Yeah. Like somehow that was scored a hit, so that's good for him. Either his mom or the guy that hit the bouncer was <laughs> mom, was the official scorer
1: that day, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. Uh, but, um, all right, looking ahead, what do we got this week? We got three, four at Seattle, yeah, right? yep. and then they come right on back to this fair city with three for the Dodgers. Uh, so you know. It'd be, we've got to get three out of four, I think, to really have a nice week. Up yeah. There, you
1: know? uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean,
0: we won't get to see
1: old friend Wade Miley,
0: but it seems like they're throwing up a white flag. You know, one thing I did want to ask you is you remember how Clay Buckholz and Joe Kelly were wearing the, uh, um, the Ace T-shirts that I think Clay had made up last season, yeah, the beginning of the season, yeah, because like, it was all this thing like, hey, there's no Ace, so we're all gonna read these. Oh yeah. um, you think they made up some new T-shirts like maybe in the last <laughs> week? Like, I'm the mop-up
1: boy. Yeah, you know,
0: maybe him and Clay have some yeah. some mop-up boys T-shirts. Yeah. And I'm the new middle
1: that. of the relief pitcher. You know,
0: after after three scoreless innings today, maybe Clay's getting into the circle of trust back there at the uh, in the bullpen. Yeah, maybe maybe. <sighs> That could be crazy. Oh boy! Yeah, I
1: mean we need them. I mean, well, well, so here's the serious situation: is that now we've got Kimbrell coming up, so we're gonna have to designate a couple more folks. Um, Joe, I don't know. Joe who, Kelly's
0: going back down, baby.
1: Joe Kelly, yeah. yeah. And I think we, I think we needed like one or two to go down. Oh really? Given that we had somebody else coming up or something, I forget what it was. Hmm. I didn't write it down, but That's either way, um, I think, uh, yeah, Tommy Lane might be. Did he get designated this week? Because he might be the next one. I
0: don't think he's going to be designated. We can't, we can't go with just one lefty on the pen. So it's definitely going to be Kelly's going to be gone. It's like, hey, man, thanks for coming up. Thanks for all you. Yeah. 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 You know? Uh, how about the uh, the Angels uh, poppy celebration? What did you think about that? Yeah, yeah.
1: that was nice. Um, you know, being at the game today, I and I kind of don't expect this anywhere I go, really, but... I could really tell that the Angels fans were, like, really into every time Ortiz went to the plate. Um, even the diehard Angels fans that were sitting around me who were really just, you know, being loud and boisterous the whole time. When Ortiz got up, they gave it to Ortiz just as hard. Yeah, so, you're, you're
0: not the first one I've heard that, that from That was nice
1: to see. Um, good. I, I mean, that's, that's always nice to see. Oh. I mean, because if you, you know... Alternatively, if you have ever gone to a Boston game and you see, you know, like Derek Jeter's coming out for his last game, um, he gets, you know, he gets a lot of booze. I'm still booing him. Yeah, (laughs) you know, I might cheer him
0: once he shows up Fenway in a
1: suit. You give him a nice golf clap, you know, and then you boo him.
0: He shows up to Fenway with his wife. I'll clap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it will be for her. Yeah, there you go. She is gorgeous. But I tell you, this is one thing, and you know, you'll never hear me. You know, praise Jeta. But he did it the right way, man You know, play out his whole career Yeah Just probably, you know, somehow crushing it under the radar on the road For all those years Like, you know, I guess yeah. a lot of his uh, career was kind of pre-Twitter and what have you And everybody having a phone in their pocket And then, you know, just picking one of the most beautiful women in the world
1: to marry right after that Yep, yep. Wow,
0: that's the way to do it that's that's my
1: schedule. Gift bags, baby. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> hand out those Good gift bags. gift bags, baby. I
0: love it. I love it. Oh man.
1: Um, yeah. So, so yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting stretch here. Um, probably be headed to the Dodgers game. On Friday night. Bring us home another so, W. You know, I'll bring my poster, so look for me, guys. I like it. No, no, no I don't poster? know. What poster? I don't know if I'll bring a poster. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You'll have your I'll angel's umbrella hat
1: on. You'll be the only I'll one I'll mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? There you go. I mean,
0: at least have it in the back pocket, especially if you go to a day game. Yeah. Although, if you go Friday, that's a night game. It should be fine. Yeah. The fireworks might get a little bright, though. You might want to bring it. You know, yeah. Save your irises. I well,
1: was looking at a couple websites who were talking about what are percentage-wise chance of winning our division and winning the playoffs Oof. winning in the playoffs are going to be do you care to hear any of it sure because i know i mean like, this is your I'm, first day looking uh... at the standings this is, might be a lot it's for an you. election
0: yeah let's it's hear about very... <laughs> some numbers let's hear about some percentages
1: okay so i got 538.com gives us and this was a couple days ago so i wonder if these have gone down since then probably not too much 26 mm. percent chance that we win our division Oof. and a 60 percent chance that we make the playoffs wow Okay, and then FanGraphs a little bit more kind to us. Forty-six percent chance we win our division. Eighty percent chance we make the playoffs. Wow, so a little close to the first, probably. maybe somewhere in between.
0: That's pretty optimistic that that second one, FanGraphs. We like you though.
1: Either either situation, I I think that kind of the way it's playing out right now is that we probably take that second wild card spot. And then that puts us in a one game playoff against either the Blue Jays or the Orioles.
0: Yeah, I don't want that. We <laughs> got we to
1: just ugly Eyes
0: are on the prize. We because okay, I mean okay. you know, I mean we <laughs> I mean we have just been waiting, you know, since the beginning of the year for Toronto's uh, you know, starting pitch in a falter. Same with Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I mean, Baltimore bolstered it by adding Wade Miley. That's not a bolstering. But you know, that that being said, Buck Showalter is a great manager and he gets the most out of his his players. So I'm kind of scared of them. But mm-hmm. Toronto is really kind of looking to hit their stride now. They made it th- in first place for like a day or two this week, so they're right there. They're obviously in front of the Red Sox right now, so it's going to be a dogfight here in these last two months. We're going to see- get to see some great baseball. Yeah, kinda excited about it. Yeah, they also kind of are in the tough tough. Goins uh starting pitching wise too because outside of JA Happ uh and maybe Marco Estrada their best pitcher has been uh, Aaron Sanchez who they have on an innings limit and they're looking to get him in the pen that's why mm-hmm. they're in the market uh for a starting pitcher so it'll be interesting to see it's definitely I mean you got to be excited because the last uh you know few years Come August first when I start checking the standings, it's like Mm. I check the standings August first and then I start reading about the Patriots.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But not this August first. We are in the mix and we're a young team and we got a legend on his last go round and we're gonna make some things happen.
1: This is like my favorite time of year when we start getting football talk. We're winding down until you know, winding down to the playoffs in baseball when the Red Sox are hopefully going to make the playoffs. We got some excitement around the Celtics. It's a beautiful time in New England as far as sports are concerned. It sure is. And that makes for a great fall season.
0: Keep telling yourself that, folks, when it's 95 out with 90% humidity,
1: that this is the great time, according to
0: Ben Fay. Bingo. Uh, Okay, we're probably going to get going here. Anything else you wanted to say before we take off, Ben?
1: No, I just wanted to note that, uh, you know, of the Red Sox games this week, there were two games where the Fay household was represented. Nice. I went today with my sister, my girlfriend, and her boyfriend, and then she also went on Friday and both were wins, so nice. We got. I'm just you. saying. I, I think like if the fans want to see more wins, maybe what you should do is reach out and buy me some tickets, send, send some me subs. some games. Yeah, I mean, uh. I you know, I can I can get to most of the LA games. So you know, uh. next week you, you can send me on those. But you know, if, if you want to throw me in another road game, you might have to also buy my plane tickets and hotel. So. Oof. Yeah. I
0: heard you're only making one of the games next week. might have to
1: you yeah, know, well, get Betsy
0: Faye out here to go we'll to a couple.
1: See. We'll see. You
0: know, not only can she be our biggest fan, but also can be part of that Fay luck charm thing you guys got right. going. That's right. It's good. It kind of, you know, levels out the table because I am, you know, historically a mush.
1: Okay. So, okay. What are you going to do?
0: Uh, all right. Sounds good. That's
1: it. Yeah. So I guess we'll see you again next week then.
0: I love it. Tune in again next week, gang. Thanks for listening to another edition of Red Sox Rap 360. For Ben Fay, I'm Mike Conley. Go Sox.
1: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.